If you're new to northern Arizona, there are some planting mistakes that really happen and it really play out. And it's more difficult to actually get your design right in the mountains of Arizona because we're, we're so hardcore xeriscape. I mean, even more so than Phoenix because all of our water rights, they've been given to Phoenix, to the deserts. Like the, all the surface water goes to SRP and they get it all. You get none. And so the, unless you're on a well... Even then, they regulate, make you make you watch that. I won't go into what my thoughts all are, are on on water rights of Arizona, but let's say it's it's not quite as fair as it used to be. But really, it, it we don't have lawns like the Midwest. We don't have lawns even like California. We don't use the water like they do. We're much more efficient. In fact, if you look at your per person usage per day, we're using half to even 60-70% less per household than the rest of the country. We are efficient with our water use. And part of that is because we use rock so much. We use rock lawns in the landscape. Well, what what that does for you is it's easy to get it out of proportion. You don't get your designs right. So it feels, it just doesn't feel like it did in California. It doesn't feel like that rolling hills of the Midwest. The feeling's off. The reason being is the percentage, the, 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 the landscape greenery, that is your softscape to hardscape. Softscape is all the plants. Hardscapes are all the patios, driveways, decks, fences. It even goes so far as the irrigation and your night lighting. That's all considered hardscape. We want a 60-40 proportion. This is just what they teach you in design school. This is just quoting the book, 60-40. 60 percent of the surface area should be softscape. That is covered by plants. Now, that's a little deceiving in that a tree, and all that surface area underneath a tree, that's considered part of that proportion. It goes into that, that design. And so the mature height of a tree will be 60-40 is what you want. Well, in the Midwest, California, even Phoenix, it's very easy because they have lawn. The lawn covers up a multitude of, of, of mistakes. Here we don't have green lawns. We have hardscape lawns. It's a dead, non-living lawn. And so it feels quickly, if you get underneath that 60-40, let's say it's 40% plants, 60% just hardscape, all of a sudden it feels more lunar less balanced, more sterile, something's not less vibrant, not alive. I just don't like to be in this space. It's not as relaxing. I don't want to stroll through like I would a 60-40 if I had a little more plants to it. Let's say you bought that that uh, designer's lot. Let's say you bought the home builder, had a model home, and they, they over-planted it 10 years ago. You bought it because the subdivision's now played out, or you, you're in the home of a gardener, they've been planting for decades, you bought that house, and you're going, man, it just feels like a jungle. My goodness, what what were they thinking? What's not been maintained was never, I mean, they haven't been cutting back and thinning and getting rid of some of the plants. Now we're above that 60%, let's say it's 70 or 80% plants to your hardscape. And it feels overgrown, like you're choking, like you can't breathe. It just, I mean, that's just, this just doesn't feel right. 60 40. That's why you want to get those proportions correct. There's a couple other things too that you really want to, to watch subsoil. 
we don't have topsoil. In the mountains, we hardly have any. The few inches of topsoil that we do have, that's the living, breathing material. Now, when you're planting, if you don't add organics back to your soil, it won't continue to feed and add to that, that living, breathing cycle of the soil. So many of you will take your subsoil and bring it to the top. Or let's say your contractor did that for you. They scraped off that little bit of topsoil and they, they pushed it off to the edge because it doesn't hold your footers. It doesn't put your driveway in correctly. It's more light and fluffy. It's alive. They want sterile, dead, hard, compacted soil. That's what the contractor wants. Some of you are, are living, trying to grow in that subsoil, dead soil. And you're wondering why you put a plant in and it doesn't grow. It just sits there. Looks at you. It's been three years. Hasn't grown once. That's because you're, you're dealing with a subsoil that's, that's dead. The plant won't grow, ever grow, because it's not happy in a dead soil. It doesn't want to live in a morgue. It wants to grow out in the forest where it's alive and breathing. The soil's active. So that's one thing to watch. If your plants aren't growing, you need to make sure you plant it correctly and then top dress and really add to the life cycle of the soil, not the plant, the soil. The, the obvious blunder is putting the wrong plant in the wrong place. So if you got shade plants, let's say you're used to growing hollies in the Midwest, and it says grow in full sun, Japanese maples in full sun in California. You try to bring those into full sun here at this higher elevation where sun is real. I mean, it's intense. Uh, you'll, you'll burn them. And so you can't keep the leaves from burning back. So we need to make sure you really study where do I put that plant? So it's actually easier here in the mountains of Arizona to, to find sunny plants. I mean, the garden center here at, here at Waters, we've got probably 60, 70, 80% sunny plants. There's only a few shade lovers out there. So that's one thing to watch. The other is getting out of proportion. We've already covered that. So you're getting too many plants or not enough. Or sometimes it just gets too busy. There's too, you got to take that English garden thing to an extreme and so you, we kind of have some continuity and some design. It really helps. You know, a foundational tree in the back. Or we want our orchard, we just fruit trees back here. So we line them up. We, we landscape that area. The other one that I, I think we get wrong is too much of the same thing. And I th- see this more from my Phoenix and California folks. They want evergreens. Nothing but evergreens. Or let's say you had your landscaper who's just bidding it out by price. I just I want the lowest price. That's it. Okay, you're hired. And he puts nothing but red tip photinia because it's the cheapest plant to buy at the nurseries because it grows so fast. So you got this red tip photinia evergreen thing everywhere, and it feels just too much of the same thing. You need some more. Really, the, the balance should be 20% of your landscape plant should be spring bloomers. should be summer bloomers, 20% should be fall-colored plants, and 20% should be evergreens. And then the last 20% should just be whatever you want that makes you happy because you just like, I like roses. I want more roses. So that's kind of a quick quick and dirty uh, things to watch. What what was that? I gave you, I may have given you too many things. Sorry. I really get on a roll. I get on my soapbox, but Watch your subsoil. Make sure you're not dealing in dead soil. And then amend, add some composted mulch back to your soil, which will activate the living organisms, mycorrhizals, worms, that kind of stuff. Watch where you're placing your plants. Everyone wants a Japanese maple in the mountains of Arizona, but very few people can actually have them. 
because we don't have a shaded area that's protected from the sun and the wind. Many of you can up in the pines, grow them. They'll take our cold. It's not the cold. It's the sun and the heat and the dryness of spring that gets them. So azaleas, uh, hydrangeas, they grow very well here if you put them in the right place. So in the wrong place, they suffer and die and, and just they look terrible. Getting out of proportion. You don't have enough plants or you have too many plants. Getting that 60-40 thing right. Spacing your hedges correctly. Um, it's too busy. I just have too many colors. I don't have, pick a theme. Make it look, have a, have a consistency there. And then too much of the same thing. It's all nothing but evergreens. And if you need help with that, iPads, a phone, digital phone, take a picture, bring it in. We'll help you space that out. That with a quick row. I just helped someone with a, with a corral. Too much dust has come off of her corral, going off of her, really it's a training plaid, pad, it's going off into her neighbors, and there's a little bickering. We're going to put in a hedgerow there. Well, she brought an iPad. Here it is. I said, what's the distance? It's 120 feet. Let me help you plan this so it feels like a garden. It will cut the dust, make it visually acceptable for them. It'll be garden-esque, but it had to be things the horse wouldn't eat. That was a challenge. We can help you with that. Bring, bring a digital copy because we can zoom in, see what's there, and then give us a quick measurement and we can help you design the aisles here at the garden center have created more gardens for folks uh, that, that really look good. Be right back with more on The Mountain Gardener.